Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk, the Friday edition. This jo- dropped on a Friday. Uh, what's your plans for the weekend? We hope it includes worshiping God. If you're in the Tampa area, we'd love for you to join us in worship. If you'd like information about that, send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We're wrapping up our conversation on Acts 24. So, Edwin, what's our text for today? We're going to read Acts 24, verses 22 through 27. I am reading from the English Standard Version. But Felix, having a rather accurate knowledge of the way, put them off, saying, When Lysias the tribune comes down, I will decide your case. Then he gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody, but have some liberty, and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs. After some days, Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. At the same time, he hoped that money would be given him by Paul. So he sent for him often and conversed with him. When two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus and desiring to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. So I know we're not going to talk about this at all, but what you just read uh, just struck a chord with me, and that is, we'll make a decision about this when Lysias comes to town. And then we end reading, two years later, where's Lysias? What happened to that guy, right? Where are you, man? Well, the problem that we have all the way along is we've got guys who know that they have really no basis for which to keep Paul, but they don't want to get the Jews super mad. So they're like walking this fine line of we're going to keep you in prison, but we're not going to do anything more with you because, well, we're either going to, one, let you go and get the Jews mad, or two, we're going to have to violate Roman law and execute you even though we can't condemn you for anything. Um, so they're, they're trying to walk this fine line. And we see that especially with Felix. I mean, I think Lysias was trying to do that still. Yeah. And Felix is trying to do that, especially when he ends up leaving Paul behind with Festus mm-hmm. instead of just letting him go. Instead of just letting him go. So, uh, you know, this, this business about um, suffering for the sake of the gospel, um, you know, from Paul's perspective, when, when exactly does this end? The Lord's given me revelation. I'm going to go to Rome. But... You know, I've but been here there yet. Been here for six months. Been here for a year. Been here for a year and a half. I mean, talk about things happening in God's time, and what a uh, what a message in patience. But I know we're not talking about that today. Well, I've I've been here through two different governors. I still haven't made <laughs> and it. To I still Rome. haven't made it to Rome. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, wow. we're not talking about. That. But we're not. Talking about we're not talking I mean, about that at all. But it, but it did jump out at me. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you what else is jumping out at me. Maybe we'll talk about this. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> That while Paul is here for two years and counting, he does have multiple audiences before the governor. Okay, so much, and his wife and his wife Drusilla. That's right, and and attention is paid particularly to that first audience. It sounds like that once the uh, the Jews are, I guess, sent home or shoot away because of this bureaucratic process, we're not going to make a decision now. There's going to be these private audiences, it appears, or at least semi-private audiences, where Paul is going to go and have time with the governor, with his wife. 
And I am struck by what the apostle chooses to do, and that is preach the faith of Christ. Preach the faith of Christ. Uh, and what does that again. include? What does that include? It sure seems to me like as we read the next phrase, he's giving us a delineation of what it means when Paul preached the word of Christ. Or excuse me, the faith, the faith of in Christ. Christ. The faith in Christ. I, I agree 100% that's what's going on there. So is anyone surprised by what that delineation is? Three things. Righteousness, self-control, coming judgment. Righteousness, self-control, coming judgment. When's the last time you heard a sermon on those three things? That's a pretty good three-point sermon right there. When's the last time you preached a sermon on those three things? Well, now you've gone to meddling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe by the time this episode airs. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Sunday's coming. Um, It's not a bad idea. It is Friday, isn't it? (laughs) So Felix is frightened. Felix is frightened at the preaching of the gospel. We've kind of had this uh, recurring theme in our discussions this week through Acts chapter 24 that uh, if people don't like the gospel, then I guess we're saying it wrong or we're preaching it wrong. If it brings about persecution, something must be wrong with us. No, that's not true. Acts 24 flies in the face of that. Well, let's add another layer. Let's add another brick to this wall that when he is faithfully preaching the faith in Christ, the reaction of the governor is fear. I think you read in the ESV, he's alarmed. Alarmed. Yeah, Yeah. alarmed. Does New King James say frightened? Uh, Yeah, frightened. Yeah, he is afraid, and the New King James says, which I I think it's something about the idea of maybe even a loosing of the knees. So... So afraid, alarmed, that sounds to me that whatever it was that Paul was saying about righteousness, self-control, and the coming judgment was not something that left Paul, or excuse me, left Felix saying, oh, I'm okay. I'm good. There wasn't uh, just continue on the way you're doing. You're on a great path. Stick with it, buddy. Yeah, it wasn't, look, God loves you just the way you are, so it's okay. Just, Just keep on. Keep on keeping on. Uh, there, there's there's something here that's supposed to produce a change, and with the judgment coming, Felix is alarmed. Oh no, I might not make it through this judgment. But he doesn't want to change. He doesn't want to change. Can I tell you that for him to have this reaction, it all rings true. Okay, that uh, elucidate. He didn't laugh in Paul's face. Get out of here, man. Go back to your jail cell. Okay, it actually struck a chord with him and he was afraid. Um, Paul was being clear. Okay, there is a deliverer, Jesus Christ. There is the way, which is the faith of Christ. You need to be in that way. Why? Because you are unrighteous. Because you lack control in your life. And he who died to save you from this and rose again is returning to judge you. I, I'm, I'm thinking that this sermon could go in one of two ways. One of the ways is you're not righteous enough. You need to be more righteous. You don't control yourself enough. You need to control yourself more because there's a judgment coming and you've got to get better if you're going to make it through that judgment. Or there's the other approach, which is you're not righteous enough. You need someone who will make you righteous. You don't control yourself enough. You need someone who will empower you to have self-control. Why? Because there is a judgment coming. I think it's that second one. I do too. I think it's the one that says this is faith in Jesus. You put your faith in Jesus. Why? Because you're not righteous. 
Yeah. You're not righteous. And the world is not divided between the righteous and the unrighteous. It's it's divided between I got I guess I have to be careful. There's I guess there's a sense in which you could say that. But what I'm trying to get across, it's not there's a the world is not divided between those who are not righteous enough and those who have made themselves righteous enough. The world is divided between those who haven't turned to Jesus and those who have. Yeah. And all of those people, you and me included, all of those people are not righteous enough by themselves. So here is the apostle presenting the problem. Righteousness, lack of self, excuse me, unrighteousness, lack of self-control, coming judgment. That Okay, that, that there's a day coming and you're going to answer for this. Not only the problem presented, but also the solution. Faith in Christ, the way, the resurrection, it's why I'm here. Okay, and uh, and Felix, though, tables it, though he's afraid he tables it. Uh, the New King James says, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. How does somebody do that? How does somebody go from fear to what? Procrastination? How, how do you do that? I, I think that gives us something implicit. The implicit point there is that he is being asked to do something that he doesn't want to do. Mm. If, if this was, hey, there's nothing for you to do, just, hey, give some mental assent. Just acknowledge Jesus. Just, just I, I think, whoa, that's all I got to do? Boom, I'm there. I'm there. So there's clearly, he's seeing, I need Jesus. But to turn to Jesus actually requires something of me that I'm not sure I'm willing to give. I got to think about this. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm a little scared that you might be right. But man, I got to think about this because what you're asking of me is, is more than I think I might be willing to give. As I'm thinking about these three terms, righteousness, self-control, and judgment, the first one is a legal term, okay. justified, righteous. Mm-hmm. I, I'm declared innocent. Mm-hmm. And of course, what Paul has to say about that is n- neither one of us can be declared innocent. No, Neither one of us can be declared innocent. And the reason we can't be declared innocent is because there's a behavior term, mm-hmm. self-control. There's there's no we don't we haven't had it we haven't mm-hmm. exercised mm-hmm. it and the more we try to exercise it in the world by ourselves the worse it works out I think that's what Paul pointed out in Romans chapter seven as he's yeah. talking about if if you're trying to do this on your own if you're trying to do this without Jesus self control isn't going to work for you and then we get to the coming judgment which is a term of accountability and with both the judicial term. Mm-hmm. and the behavioral term, mm-hmm. you're going to fall short. Mm-hmm. But what's the solution when I put faith in Jesus? Well, there's going to be a judicial solution, and that is going to be in Jesus Christ rather than being unrighteous. I am justified. I am declared innocent, mm-hmm. not because of me, but because he accomplished the righteous requirement of the law by dying, dying. by sin. dying for sin, yeah. because that's the righteous requirement. What do sinners do? You sin, you die. Jesus didn't sin, but he died. He accomplished the righteous requirement of the law so that I can be righteous. But we also have a behavioral component. Mm -hmm. And so the issue is not just, well, hey, self-control never matters. Mm -hmm. Rather, faith in Jesus works on both the judicial level and the behavioral level. Excuse me. And, And so I think that's why we have Felix pushing back. If all we had was the judicial level, it'd be easy. It'd be mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I acknowledge Jesus. I get the forgiveness. I'm done. I'm going to continue on as I'm going. I get to be declared innocent. I, I'm, I'm saved now. I'll always be saved. It'll all be okay. But when you add in that behavioral component, that's that's where the pushback comes in. What, what are you thinking about that? Well, just the Christ who taught, go and sin no more. 
And that is the change that you're talking about um, in external um, history about Felix and about his wife. Uh, I recall reading somewhere that there's probably some shenanigans involved with that. Uh, among as there the were Roman so many, governors? Among what? the Romans' governors. No. Uh, and no. so there might have been, uh, you know, kind of someone in the room that was the proof of some of this lack of self-control and and these difficulties. Uh, so interesting, when he tables it, he says, I want to have a convenient time, I will call for you. And then you get this picture of this, we meet for a while, we don't meet, we meet for a while, we don't meet, over two years, because he's seeking money, he's seeking a bribe to be released. And uh, I think about someone being, and it's sad, it's heartbreaking, but someone being condemned by their own words to say, I'm waiting for that convenient time. You had two years, the apostle at your own disposal, and that time never came. You never came around to this. Well, there is never a more convenient time than right now. That's right. Every time I reject the message, I make it harder to respond to the next time. I believe that as long as there is life in a body and breath, There's the opportunity for repentance. However, I also believe that the longer I walk the broad way, the harder it is to turn to the way, Jesus Christ. And that's what we see here in Felix. So it'll never get easier than today. I mean, it would have been easier yesterday or last week. But understand, it's not going to get any easier. You can wait another two years. It'll never get any easier. If you've been thinking about turning to the Lord Jesus, it won't get easier than today. If you've been waiting for an opportune time, it will not get easier than today. Send us an email. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We want to help you. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of victory. Let us help you. Andrew, pray for all our listeners. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you that we have this time. We thank you for each one who's listening to this podcast and considering their own lives and their own hearts right now, Father, that are their lives characterized by righteousness, by self-control. So many of us fall short in so many ways. We thank you for Jesus Christ, for the way of salvation in Christ, the gospel. And we pray, Father, that as we understand there is righteousness and unrighteousness. There is self-control and lack of self-control, but above all, there's a coming day of judgment. Lord, give us the courage and help us to appreciate the urgency of this moment to turn to Christ, to respond to the gospel in faith and obedience and baptism, to become children of yours. And we pray, Father, that you might bless us to that end, not to delay, but to act. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
tongue-tied.